Good evening out there. How y'all doing on Anchor? FFM.com Anchor. What well, home of the podcast where you can be heard all around the world. And I want to thank all the people listening and the sponsors and everyone. Give you a shout out. So I had done a previous broadcast on this band, but it didn't go through proper channels. I don't know what happened, but I'm going to do it again because I don't mind. I don't mind. You know, when I talk about the Bee Gees, or one of my favorite bands ever, one of the best, one of the greatest family acts ever. It's pretty self-explanatory about the great songwriting of them. But the HBO documentary that just came out, How Can You Mend a Broken Heart, touches and taps into so much of what's going on with them. But, you know, I just want to get into their greatest hits. I had this double disc set, and I did say double disc set for those listeners who don't know what a CD is, who grew up in MP3 era, ringtone era, you know, who really haven't, who didn't have the buying experience of going to the record store to get CDs for like 20 plus dollars or more, depending on where you went. I still got this one in my hand right here. I got this one quite a while ago, but it still hits the spot. It was one of my favorites and um, the Bee Gees are one of my favorite bands. I, I just love the harmonies, the vocals. To me, they are the greatest act to come out of England, out of the UK. So, you know, that, I know that's debatable. I know there's a lot of Beatleheads and other people's music, but the Bee Gees did it for me. They did it for me. Great songwriting, great music. And um, this particular set I have, this two-disc set, pretty much captures them at their peak and prime in the mid to late 70s. And has the big songs on here and I will go over some of them and share stories with them. Now it's funny when I'm talking about jive talking. I love the stick the way the chicken scratch with the guitar and how Barry Gibb was describing going over and my driving over the, a bridge and how the sound was coming together and how the groove kind of took a life of its own and just the way he did the harmony and the groove and everything. Then when they work with A.R. Uh, Martin, the producer, A.R. who was big in R&B production and he came and he hit, he hit the right spot for them. I mean, it was truly a game changer when you hear songs like Jive Talking. Obviously, um, one of my, I love their slow cuts. And one of my many favorites of them is Don't Throw It All Away. Smooth, slow cut. Love the harmonies on there. How Barry Gibb was singing. The strings, the arrangements were really nice and hit the tone real nicely. Same thing with Fanny, Be Tender With My Heart. Love the harmony and the tone. And you could definitely tell they were inspired by the stylistics and vocal groups of that era. And you could definitely hear the harmony and the break and the tone and the fade, how they build up and how Barry and Robin were like a tag team, like one-two punch, and they fade off of one another. And their voices definitely took on another instrument to themselves, how they were able to blend it as one. Because their vocal arrangements put the groove in perspective, you know. So that was really something else, you know, when you hear it like that. Um, when you hear Nights on Broadway, the build-up of the groove, the way they wanted to get that New York, wanted to get that East Coast vibe, and they definitely captured the sound when you hear the groove and the melody and how everything kind of came into view. You know, you could definitely hear where they were going with that. You know, it was definitely a strong suit. And I love the way the harmonies was with that one. So Nights on Broadway is definitely a tight cut. One of those songs that you just go, yeah, that song here is the truth. Love the urgency of songs like You Stepped Into My Life. I like how they just kind of jumped that with that groove. Again, the arrangements leading to the vocals. 
everything was spot on. One of those songs that, you know, again, speaks to itself, speaks to itself, very much full. Great song by the Bee Gees. Now, I'm going to jump to, like, the Saturday Night Fever era because that was a soundtrack that blew everything up. And it made them household names. Um, I know there was obviously the slanted backlash and all the hate. But these guys were songwriters, producers, performers. And they'd already established their track record long before any of that came out with the disco situation. Matter of fact, these guys were just great, strong pop songwriters. And they struck a chord. And, you know, when the songwriting is strong, haters can hate all they want, but you can't deny the impact. And we talk about the song like Night Fever. That was a feel good, like groove. And they just always had the right melody. They had the right balance and musicianship. They had the right production, the right ear. You just have to know how to hit that. See, when you, if people talk about packing a discotheque or dance floor with songs, easier said than done, because you don't know what's going to take off. They just happen to have the right balance of songs. Obviously, a song like Staying Alive, when you find out the true meaning of it, when they talked about everything was going on in Brooklyn with the son, son of Sam and all the, the, like you know, everything was going on in that time, for them to talk, to capture a song that captured the time and say Staying Alive. Staying Alive has a hard-nosed drum groove and the way it builds up. But it's a puncher's type of song, but it's not like this hooray kumbaya thing it's a real urgency it's a real part so it's a message song and it doesn't get talked about enough but it's it's really survival of the fittest because you can tell by the urgency in the song and the way the song trails off and the way the song grooves you can definitely tell that it's a strong song and it takes on a whole different meaning it's it's a very strong captures your mind and your mood uh you should be dancing I say this song here has strong Miami flavor to it with the way the groove, the build up, the percussion, the, the the whole urgency of it, the way it starts off and the pocket of it. And it just builds and goes and goes. And it's just one of those songs that it has so much energy. You know, when you see Saturday Night Live, Saturday Night Live, Saturday Night Fever, you see why John Travolta, well, this was the centerpiece of his dance and in the movie and how it just worked in sync so well. This song here was a groove. It was definitely a banger. And they were on point. This one of them songs that, like I said before, when they were in their peak and they prime, they were in the zone, they was as good as anybody. And when you can write and then you can perform material and then you can transform as they did, you know, to do what they did and to understand the undertaking that they did as a band and what they incorporate and what they went through as a family actor to make it happen is mind-blowing then, mind-blowing now. And You Should Be Dancing is one of those songs that just still blows my mind. It's that, it's bumping, it's a bumper. Then you get to the slow jam. How deep is your love? Oh. When you hear this song, this is such a cold song that it just stops you in the middle of whatever you're doing. And uh, Barry Gibb just put it down. I mean, this was the cut. Uh, one of the group members, Blue Weaver, who was on the keyboard piano, who came up with the melody and whatnot, even Barry Gibb tweaked it. But this was a song where you just sit there and you're like, oh, that, that's a slow cut. That's like how you put it down. And um, it still sounds so good. It's, it's, you know, the thing about it is when we wrote songs, they didn't write songs based on what was happening at the time. They wrote songs that, you could look up 20, 30, 40 years ago and go, I'm going to play this today. 
and not miss a beat. And that's what great songwriting does. That's how it moves you and it hits you. Then we get to a song like More Than a Woman, which was also doubled up by Tavares in the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack. Bee Gees version was tight. It was nice. Um, like the groove, like the feel of it. Takes you back, makes you feel carefree, and it has a um, just such a warm feeling about it. The harmonies, like I said before, they, you know, when some acts are white acts who are inspired by R&B black acts, sometimes they overdo it or they try to do too much. The Bee Gees got it right because between their musicality and then their harmonies, everything was like spot on. So this was definitely one of those songs you felt the soul but you didn't feel that they was trying and doing too much they did what was natural and that's why their songs resonated so well and why I believe they hit so well with folks because they came out with material that spoke directly they weren't trying to whitewash it and they weren't no cultural vultures they was the real deal and when you can groove and you can hit harmony and you can make people feel where you're coming from you never have to answer questions or ask why it's because it's the real deal. The last song I'm going to talk to on is Love You Inside Out. Double entendre. However, oh, this is a banger. That vamp, that's one of the coldest vamps. 40 plus years later, still a cold vamp. When you hear that, and you hear that harmony and that vocals, I mean, that thing still sways. And, um, you know, it's been sampled. I think R. R- Kelly and Jay-Z did it on one of their Best of Both World projects, and when I heard it, I was like, yep, you know, you have to use that. I mean, that hook, that groove, that's still cold, you know. And they hit you, they they all, they just understood the lock, you know. The Bee Gees understood the lock. They understood, when I say the lock, the lock is when you can tighten that groove up and it is tight and they got it. So, that's my overview of the Bee Gees' greatest. It's a two-disc two set I've had a long time. And some of those songs that were featured on there and the production arrangements and their harmonies and, you know, how I listen to the Bee Gees and why they're one of the greatest musical acts ever. My all-time favorite uh, act out of England and one of those acts that I never get tired of hearing. They just always put me in a certain mind. They were some of the greatest songwriters ever. And, um, you know, rest in peace to Maurice Robin and Andy no longer here. Give a strong shout out to Barry Gibb, one of the greatest to ever do it. And he's still going strong. He's been featured recently. It was tough watching this special documentary because everybody who has lost his loved ones and, and his sentiments is definitely felt. However, I wanted to tell him, BG's Nation, that um, truly one of the most important musical uh, acts that's inspired me. And I look forward to listen to what they have had, that they've done over the years. And their music has continued to endure and um, great music, it knows no time period. It knows no boundaries. It knows no limitations. If it's great, it's there. And the Bee Gees, to me, are one of the greatest to ever do it. So I want to send out peace and the best to everyone. Stay safe. Keep your ears clear so you can hear good music. And there's nothing wrong with going back. Because sometimes when you go back, you hear things that you didn't really pay attention to before. And there's a lot in the Bee Gees catalog beyond this to go through. But they're one of the greatest to ever do it. Peace. And you want to keep on dancing and spreading the love. I'm out.